party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I am joined by Daniel Sos, host of the Blue Dawn podcast, for a game of Mage the Awakening from Honest Path Publishing. Blue Dawn Cast is an actual play podcast focused on good friends telling interesting intersectional stories within role-playing. You should absolutely check it out. The link to the show can be found in the show notes. Mage is one of my favorite World of Darkness games. It is about people that discover they have the ability to change the laws of reality. They discover the true, broken, fragmented nature of reality, and it explores the toll it takes on their psyche and the supernatural mysteries that they are driven almost compulsively to explore. I think it's fascinating, and it is a fascinatingly terrifying game when played with a single protagonist. I think you're going to love it. Without any further ado, let's dive in. Let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week I'm sitting out with Daniel Sos. Daniel, thank you for coming on Party of One. It's a pleasure to be here. So at the top of the show, uh, why don't you take a moment and tell people, tell the lovely listeners at home anything you might be working on, any podcasts that you might be a part of, all of that type of stuff. Anything you might want them to be aware of. It's, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, so when I'm not on this show, which I am most of the time, you can find me on my own actual play podcast. We're called Blue Dawn. And we just started. We are an actual play podcast, and we're just dedicated to telling a good story with good friends. We don't really have any specific goals. We just like telling stories, and we hope you listen to ours. You can find us on SoundCloud at Blue Dawncast, and we're on iTunes, too. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, so this week we are playing Mage the Awakening, second edition, uh, from a company called White Wolf. I hear good things from them. I think uh, they're Onyx Path now. Oh, are they? Did yeah. they get rid? Are they no longer? Yeah. <laughs> feel like feel like they could have kept the wolf theme at least. But uh, they got bought out. Did they? Oh, yeah. Well, that explains by it. S- yeah, they got bought out by the people who make Eve Online. Oh. Yeah. Right. Surprised that they have the money to do that. But okay. Yeah. We are playing <laughs> Made the Awakening Second Edition from Onyx Path. Which I did know in retrospect, but anyway, um, it is a game about mysteries, it is a game about hubris, and it is a game about wizards. 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 So, why don't you introduce your character this week? Okay, um, so, when I was making a character for Mage of the Awakening, I really wanted to focus on something that I feel Mage of the Awakening kind of glosses over, which is how scary magic is. So, in... Mage the Awakening, there's a lot of political systems, there are, mm-hmm. like, networks of wizards all over the place, and I wanted to make a character who had no access to any of those, just fucking floundering. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah, just, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> just fucking floundering. Um, and so, I made a character, and their name is Ainsley. And Ainsley is a 27-year-old grad student, they're, um, doing their master's in philosophy right now at Temple University in Philadelphia. And a couple of months ago, they started getting, like, having really bad dreams. And these dreams focused on them climbing a big tower. Just a big tower in a vast gray waste. And as they climbed this tower, they became aware that there was something behind them some terrible thing that they could never quite articulate. And these dreams got so bad that they stopped wanting to go to sleep. So um, they started doing anything they could to keep awake, Nightmare of Elm Street style. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And But eventually, like, your body just shuts down. And when they shut down, they... Nightmare of Elm Street style entered that dream for real and they were on the tower and there were monsters chasing them and they climbed and climbed and they climbed for what seemed like an eternity and when they made it to the top of the tower they could see the world and they could see that these monsters weren't monsters they were just reflections of their psyche they were just yeah they were just connections just chains and they shed those chains. And when they woke up, they could cast magic spells. So as, it's, you, as you do. Yeah, this is what happens. 
Um, and it's it's been about a month since then, and Ainsley hasn't left their house since then. They've been experimenting with magic. They've been receiving strange missives from a concerned person in the mail, but other than that, they are very scared and they're very alone. So it's been about a month. Okay. Um, yeah. They've been missing classes. They have been, uh, uh like trash is piling up. Like you said, they went out to do laundry once or twice, but they've, they've, they've pretty thoroughly run out of clean clothes. Mm-hmm. And they're almost out of food. How does, how is Ainsley, um, is Ainsley doing anything other, like, is Ainsley doing anything, does Ainsley have downtime, I guess is my question. I are think, they checking the news at all, or are they, are they browsing the web at all? Um, I think, uh, Ainsley has, like, kind of devolved into nothing but downtime at this point. Okay. When, like, when they're not experimenting with their magic, they're just, they're all over the internet. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, just kind of trying to decompress, and tr- they're they're trying to convince themselves that what is happening to them isn't. It's not right. working. Yeah. So, you're on, you're you're browsing the, like you're you're surfing the web one day, just trying to unwind, right? Mm-hmm. And suddenly, uh, like Philly Twitter blows up. Oh shit! A whole lot of. Like, people, uh, suddenly you just start seeing pictures of people, all ages and walks of life, like, taking selfies around the Temple campus. And it's a a section of campus that you remember it was just, like, like, kind of an empty sort of construction to be. Mm -hmm. Sort of like a gravel pit, basically. Oh, shit. Uh, um, They're taking pictures around this beautiful uh like brand new shining library ooh i just got a uh, picture of that library in the discord chat it's beautiful yeah there's a whole gallery of pictures holy shit uh you're seeing all these pictures and the the news reports that are coming in mm-hmm. the news reports that are coming in you're seeing uh people being like Overnight returns, library pops up two years ahead of time. And, like, reports from construction workers that are like, Yeah, uh, we were working fast. Crazy how that works. Jesus. But, um, yeah, this library, this really beautiful library seems to have popped up out of nowhere. And, you know, you've been out of it for a month. But, uh, you don't know that you've been out of it that out of it for a month. You don't know that... Yeah, this was a gravel pit a couple of days ago. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah, as of as of a few weeks ago when you were comfortable leaving your apartment, this was a gravel pit. And now it is a very beautiful library. <sighs> okay. Um... So, in Mage... All mages have things called obsessions, mm-hmm. which are kind of like magical mysteries that drive them. And Ainsley only has one, and it is finding evidence of magic. And I think when they're looking at all these pictures of this beautiful library, right, this avant-garde masterpiece, they, they think, well, this, this is probably... This is probably a coincidence. But what if it what if it isn't? Honestly, what if it isn't? And I think for the first time in a month they put down their computer and they get ready to leave the house. It's been a while. But they're going. Excellent. Mhm. So you you leave your house. Mm-hmm. You hop on the Broad Street line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you head towards Temple Campus. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you are you are headed you head to the campus. It is a busy day, and you haven't been among people in a while. Like, what? 
describe describe your demeanor as like you're you're among people for the first time in a little while. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody's kind of looking at you a little bit because well, I'll say you probably smell a little bit. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, d- I didn't shower before leaving the house. Yeah. I'm not even wearing like proper shoes. It's like almost winter in Philly. Right. I'm I'm wearing like tennis shoes. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. wearing yeah. I'm wearing like a so, like a big trench coat and tennis shoes. Yeah, I'm I'm like slumped over in one of the L seats. I'm looking at everyone and like in a word, I'm 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 fucking paranoid. Mm-hmm. So as you get to the you you get to get to your stop. Mm-hmm. You get off you get off the L. Mm-hmm. Um You you immediately you feel something. Oh shit. Describe your mage sight to me. What how does it how does it anif- how does it manifest to Ainsley? Particularly um, um their vestigial peripheral. Particularly their peripheral mage sight. So Ainsley's peripheral mage sight, um Have you ever seen the movie Vertigo? Yeah. It's that vertigo effect, except it okay. happens to real life. Sure. Like, it seems like they're getting farther away from reality, and... Cool. Like, everything is coming up to meet them. So you step off... You step off of... Uh, you come out of the Broad Street line. You, you're immediately kind of... You feel it already. And you're still a few blocks away from where the, the library is supposed to be. But you're already kind of getting that that woozy, almost migrainey type effect. Shit. Like something here isn't right. <sighs> and like the closer you get, the more your brain is starting to like. At first, it's sort of calmly like it's coincidence. It happens. Construction is construction is weird like that. And the more you get, sort of the the tougher it is to walk mm-hmm. uh, you start to feel like oh like your brain now starts to scream it has to be a coincidence it has to be a coincidence because otherwise uh, as you come up to the library you realize there is no otherwise <laughs> or you realize there's only otherwise <laughs> oh fuck Um, a couple of weeks ago, Ainsley got a letter that just says, there will be times where you want to turn away, fall forward. And so, Ainsley literally forces themselves to walk towards the library. So, you walk, you walk up to the library, Mm -hmm. and you are so, you are looking around and... That feeling of, of, of that feeling of vertigo starts to settle as you start to focus your mage sight a little bit. Okay, I am actually going to activate my mage sight. Okay, go ahead. How the fuck do I do that again? I think I just do. I spend mana. Uh, it is a, an instantaneous thing. You don't need to spend mana. Uh, when you first encounter a mystery. Uh, make me a Gnosis plus Arcanum roll minus the Opacity, which is three. So the Opacity is three, and Gnosis plus Arcanum. I'm going to do it with Mind. Okay. Because that's my best, and my Gnosis is two, Mind is three, so I'm rolling two dice. Okay. Fuck. Let's roll. No successes. A six and a one. Okay. So a six and... So it... it which when is it a dramatic failure and when is it a failure? Remind me of that real quick. A failure is just when you get no successes. A dramatic failure is when you get no successes when you roll a one on a chance die. Oh, uh, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. So so you look around and uh your revelation comes up short. You can you feel it. You know that something is up here. This shouldn't be here. You can, as you walk, you almost feel the gravel under your feet. Like, you almost feel that soft, that, that sort of jagged, gravelly, found, like, lack of a foundation. Mm-hmm. 
even as you look down in this beautifully paved road. Or this beautifully beautifully paved, like, walkway leading to the library. Something, like, isn't right here, but you can't figure out what it is. Now you can, uh, you can scrut- you can use the scrutinize from here. I would definitely like to scrutinize this mystery. Okay. But before that, I'm going to cast a spell. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm gonna make this, it's gonna be an improvised spell, but it's along the one, it's, it's gonna be a space one spell. Okay. So it's a knowing of space. I just want, like, a, I want basically a mini-map. I want, I want... Sure. I and that might not be the best description, but like I'm no, like, I I got exactly yeah. I know exactly what you mean. You want to see like the layout of this this weird library? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As, as best I can. Sure. Um, so I'm gonna. So, it's neither a rote nor a praxis, so it's improvised. Right. Um, but it's my one of my primary arcana. I don't need to spend any mana. Cool. And I've got, since I've got space two, I've got one point, now I've got two points of reach. Right. Mm-hmm. You can go beyond that. I can. But if it I want to paradox. If I want to incur some paradox, I will. Um, I'm going to move uh, the casting time right. from standard, which would be three hours, okay. to instant, which is three seconds, and I'm going to... What do you think the spell factor of this is? Is it duration? Is it range? Uh, I'm going to say duration. I think that makes more sense than range. Okay. So then I'm going to spend one more to increase the duration from standard to advanced. Okay. Yeah. So um, it'll last one scene per success and then i get to determine my yantras which i really don't have any i have one i've got a path tool which is my ainsley literally has a spell book right like it's a little leather bound journal that they write in sometimes um and i'm i'm gonna expand on this later but for now i think the way that they're focusing their the spell is they're drawing what they think the layout around them looks like and letting their magic inform that that makes sense that's cool i like that a lot yeah yeah so so make mm -hmm. me that roll so it's gnosis plus space plus one so that's my gnosis is two my space is two plus one is five dice and I got two successes. Okay. An eight and a nine. So, you you put pen to paper. Yep. You start out by kind of, like, drawing, sort of tracing over, like, what you can see of the perimeter. And your pen starts to move. And you close your eyes and your pen keeps moving. And you open it and you see the layout of... Uh, you see the layout... Of this library. But uh, as you're looking at it, the ink is like. The ink is smearing a little bit. Oh shit. Well, but like it's clear now, but like you can see that like. For whatever reason, the ink that you used it on, it, it was especially. The ink that you used to draw it on is especially wet. This map will. We'll say when you close the book. It'll be useless. It'll 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 smear, and the map will have will have faded away. So at the end of the scene, so as long as you have the book open, mm-hmm. you've got a map. Okay. And you see that it's a lot of. You've drawn maybe like three stories, like three floors. Which map? Which maps roughly to the? Eh? Which maps roughly to the? Uh... Oh fuck! Sorry. <laughs> took me a second. <laughs> Maps roughly to what you can see outside. Like you can see, it's a three-story building. All right, cool. Um, and you've drawn, and you're looking at it, and the floor plans that you've laid out on this map don't make sense. Like rooms are in shapes that rooms shouldn't be in. 
there's a lot of like structures. There's this if you look you can see like through the windows there's these huge dome like like pillars, but they're huge domes with holes in them. And like it's real weird. If you actually look at the pictures, uh which I will put in the show notes. <laughs> it's a lot of weird geometry. Yeah, this is like a very strange place. Yeah. Uh, um underneath that the drawing of the map, uh Ainsley writes some powerful fuckery at work and like like just keeps the book open in their pocket. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've so you, so mm-hmm. that's what you've got. You've got a map. Uh, I'm going to ask you also to, uh, make me a roll. Sure. You roll when you're resisting something, right? Um, yes. Yeah. It's a, you roll a clash of wills, so I yes, roll... that's what I was, yeah. So I roll resolve plus gnosis. Yes, and I'm going to roll gnosis plus arcanum. Alright. I got two successes. I got one success. Okay. You feel something try like you feel that vertigo effect again. And it had kind of settled down since you were in the library. So you get the sense that it's not that. And then you feel almost the hairs on the back of your neck start to stand up. You know that feeling like when some, like when mm-hmm. a shadow comes over your back and your hair on the mm-hmm. back of your neck stands up mm-hmm. and you kind of get that shiver? Mm-hmm. You get that. I think this is, the, I, this is the first time Ainsley has ever been targeted with magic. I think. Is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um... Ainsley, like, like, turns around and just, like, stares out into space for a second. Uh, you don't, you see nothing outright. But, but, you also, like, you see nothing but, uh, like, you, you can, you, you're something, you get that feeling like you're, like, somebody is watching you, but... You also, like, that feeling goes away. Like, the hairs in the back of your neck calm down. You feel like somebody's watching you, but but you almost feel lost in the crowd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I understand. Somebody's watching you, but they don't have their eye on you. Well, that's... That's, um... Reassuring, I guess. Um, I'm going to finally scrutinize this mystery. Okay. What will I need to roll to do that? Uh, to scrutinize a mystery, uh, you'll spend a point of willpower to activate scrutiny. Okay. While scrutinizing, the penalty for rolls unrelated to magic increases to minus three. As you are receiving information that is leaving you unable to interact with the fallen world in any meaningful way. Okay. That's um, The then thing that you'll roll, and I will describe that more in detail... Uh, you're gonna roll Gnosis plus Arcanum. Okay. And this, this is... is an extended action. Okay. So extended actions mean that I have a target number of successes that I'm trying to meet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Oh wait, the player does not have a target number of successes. Instead, every time you reach a number of successes equal to the mystery's opacity, the opacity goes down by one. Okay. So as and as you're as you're rolling, I'll sort of describe what you're experiencing and what you're seeing and all that. Okay. So gnosis plus arcanum. I'm gonna do mind again, because mind is my highest. Sure. And it's not minus anything. It's just a straight up roll. And hold on one second. I just gotta mm-hmm. check to see because I've got a merit, and that merit is trained observer and I want to see if it applies in this situation what the hell are the merits probably before that yep here they are 
Spent years in the field? Your character spent years in the field, catching tiny details and digging for secrets. Anytime you make a perception roll, you benefit from the 9 again ability. No, oh, but this isn't a perception roll. No, no, this is a scrutiny. <laughs> yeah, shit. Okay. Well, worth worth a shot. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. Let's do this. I got one success in my first roll. Great. So, um, you spend a few moments sort of, like, closing your eyes. You hear the voices of people, like, all the people around you. You hear their voices, and they're all kind of fading into white noise. The white noise, like, they're all fading into white noise. Sort of a monotoned hum. Almost, yeah, the monotoned hum of the sleeping. You feel it, you feel it in your bones. You feel it, and you, at the heart of the library, you hear a note that is not white noise. You hear almost uh, a low rumble. Or a, uh, like a pulsating. Deep and bass-like. Almost a heartbeat. You feel something awake. You feel awakened magic. I'm gonna try and focus on that heartbeat. Okay. I'm gonna try and listen to that more. I get to roll again. Hold up. I dropped a die. Mm-hmm. That is two successes. Okay. You. Uh, you actually managed to reduce the opacity by one. All right. You. So you find out. Um, the mystery is a few days old. You are. You're seeing it. You feel like you're. You're focusing on that heartbeat. You're focusing on. Um. You're focusing on that heartbeat. You feel, you see it. You can now. You can see it. It is a. It is just a black mass pulsating. Deep on that, like all the way on that bottom floor, you see it just pulsating in and out, and you hear it, like a that deep rumble. And suddenly you suddenly you look back up, and your senses kind of narrow back at the library, and you see blood you see blood and that fine marble that is all all like the outside outside walls fine marble is now like discolored yellowed bone and that smell of death is around it for whatever reason this is soaked in death magic it was crafted, you can see that it was crafted with matter magic, uh, haphazardly. In a way that, like, haphazardly in a way that probably invited some paradox. But, because, like, you can see the people walking in and out. You see those chains and they're rattling. They're rattling like the people are, like, pulling at them. Shit. So, like, it was slap haphazardly haphazardly or imprecisely used with uh like matter magic all right but but uh the core of it that pulsating black core is pure death magic as it now drops down to an opacity two uh and i'm going to ask you for another clash of wills okay nasus resolve again five dice got a 10 I got another 10 I got a, th- a third 10 holy shit and okay so three successes okay well I got no successes so Fuck. what you see then with your very with your with your very good successful roll uh you see eyes from that pulse that black uh mass Put, look out in your direction, and they look right at you for a split second. And you feel caught. You feel like you're caught. You feel like it has to see you. But then you see the eyes, like, bat around, and they sort of fizzle away. Something is scanning for 
another magic user. Well, they're not going to find it out here. I'm going to end my scrutiny briefly, and I'm going to walk inside. You walk inside, and even though you've ended your scrutiny, you still... You don't see it, you don't see the bone, you don't see the blood, but you smell it. You smell that tinny, metallic-y, old blood smell. People are... and at first you look around, and you swear that everyone can smell it. It's so strong that you swear you see the people turning up their noses, and you think, God, everyone here must smell this blood. And then you realize... Oh, no, they're smelling me, because I haven't showered. I I rub my temples. <laughs> I, I must look like... I must look like literal trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. I run my fingers through the hair that I haven't washed in a week. And I start to move towards the stairs going down, if there okay. are such. Yeah, you walk around for a little bit. Um... Make me a skill roll. What what skill? I will tell you. Cool. When I remember what the skill is, and I cut all of this audio out. Um, I'm a, I'm a make fan me a stealth. Make me a stealth roll. Okay, got no stealth. Dexterity and stealth. Yes. Okay, so that's good for me because I have no stealth. Excellent. But I have three dexterity, so that is two dice. And no successes. Excellent. Uh, I will make a persuasion, or a perception, and... Uh, Usually it's wits plus composure. Got it, okay. Then I will make a wits plus composure roll. You got no successes. Mm Mm-hmm. I got one success. Shit. Uh, so... Can I make a roll to notice somebody noticing me? Yeah. Okay, so In fact, that... you can make, um, you can do that, or you can use magic to, like, sense, like, mind stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll do that. I mean, you can actually, you can just do the perception if you'd like, or the, yeah, you can do wits composure if you like, it's up to you. I'm, I'm gonna do wits plus composure, because I have a spell idea. Okay for after this so my wits is three my composure is three and i've got trained observer which means i get nine again so normally i'd re-roll tens now i re-roll nines and tens cool and i got two tens cool cool, cool. and that's it so two successes okay uh they're gonna roll dexterity plus stealth i like this little cat and mouse game they got one success so you're walking, and you start to go down. You see someone. You see, like, uh, I guess a library security guard. I mean, that's got to be them, right? Why else would a, why else would a, an old white man with graying temples and an ear protector be looking at you from up from, like, along one of the, like, up from one of the stairs along one of the like guardrails. I mean, I mean, it makes sense that a security guard would be watching you because you're yeah. smelly and you're smelly and unwashed. Yeah. But he's not. But he's watching you real intently, and you feel like you see a few other shady characters. It is Philly, after all. Mm-hmm. But he's watching you, and he starts to he starts to move down the stairs. I'm going to cast my first spell on a person. All right. I'm going to cast. I, this is going to be a ruling of mind, so a second level okay. mind spell. And that spell, I'm going to just like, I'm going to make that person forget what's going okay. on. Just like a, like a brief moment of complete disorientation that'll sure. let me skip out. Um, so... Ruling of mind, it's improvised. I don't need to spend any mana. Um it's a ruling, and I've got three mines, so I get two free reach again. I'm gonna make it instant. Um, mm, 
So, what do you think the primary spell factor is? I don't think it's scale. Um, I would say range. Range works. Because so uh, there, there are ways away, mm-hmm. so I'd say range, yeah. yeah so I'm going to move it into advanced range, so what okay. I can see. Um, so, this isn't really incurring any penalties yet. Okay. And then I'm going to... See, I don't have... I can't use a mantra or runes, because I don't know those. I can use my path tool. My... I'm... Ah. But how, how would I make this work with my book? Um... Okay, I know. So... Ainsley, like, makes brief eye... Like, they're not looking at Ainsley. They're coming down to look at Ainsley. Yeah. Um, Ainsley writes in their book, Stop what you're doing. That's all they write. They just write, Stop what you're doing, and then they, like, flick their pen. Okay. It's the security guard. So now I'm going to roll Gnosis plus mine plus one, which is six dice. Okay. Uh, before you do that, I'm actually just going to ask you for a Gnosis plus Arcanum roll. Okay, with mind? Uh, yeah, yeah, Gnosis plus mind. You want to okay. get at least two successes. Okay. I got... Holy shit. I got... I got five? Alright. So that's an exceptional success. Uh, alright. Uh, well... I don't think an exceptional success in a Clash of Wills does anything, so I think you just cast your spell as normal. So go ahead. Okay. So now I get to roll again. In fact, I'll give you a plus two, though, because you got an exceptional success. Oh, shit. Word. Um, so that's three successes. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So you do that, and they stop dead in their tracks. Okay. They put their ear, they they put their finger to the the earpiece they have in. You see them whisper something, and then they just walk. They walk back upstairs, or they they continue walking downstairs, but they like go in a they go in an entirely different direction. All right, they I, just forget having ever seen you. Good. I walk faster down the hallway. Okay. You are you're moving through this hallway. Also, can I just say like. After doing that, I feel sick. Oh, like, sure. Yeah, like, I... Like, Ain- Ainsley's been studying Foucault for the past several years. And just to rob somebody of their liberty so completely is terrifying to them. But weirdly exhilarating? Anyway, they're walking down the hallway. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm not going to make you roll for it, but you see a few other people in the, in those same suits. You see them walking around with their earpieces. You see them... You see one of them, you watch as she... Uh, she's walking, she's got her eyes peeled, she's looking for something, and suddenly she freezes... And you see her close her eyes and her her hand sort of moves to a rosary around her neck. And she starts counting it. And you see her eyes drift down to the bottom floor. And then she breathes deeply. And she goes back to looking for something. I'm going to scrutinize the mystery again. Okay. So I'm going to spend another point of willpower. Great. And I'm going to roll Gnosis plus Mind. Five dice. Five dice. That is two successes. Okay. Uh, you knock it down to opacity one. You are you are starting to get into the deep truths of this mystery. Holy shit. Um, you sense... You sense magic in the air, right? You're surrounded by this magic. You're in this magic. That that pulsating, that sort of deep bass, those deep bass notes, you feel them in your feet now. Like it's like 
it is like a blown up subwoofer in a car, how everything is shaking around you. It is it is pulsating and it is you you are it is touching you in your core. But you also hear twinkling. A whole you hear twinkling coming from over coming from the left and to the right. You hear one upstairs. You none of them are coming from downstairs, but you feel you hear them these twinkling bells around. But they're not they're not connected to the bass notes. You know what I mean? They're not part of whatever formed this library. There is other magic at play. Uh, and the other thing, you you feel. Oh, I know, I know what you. I know, I know what the other thing you discover is. Okay, shit. That's, you feel that's a scary tone of voice. That rumbling in in your core. It's starting to burn. It's starting to it's 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 physically starting to burn you. You feel you just feel this heat, and it is. Um, it's like a. It's like somebody slapped a sunburn. And it's. Coming from. Does Ainsley have a a knapsack or a, a messenger has, bag or a, a messenger yeah, bag or something? Yeah, they have like a messenger bag that they wear at their side. It's coming from the exact spot on your messenger, from the exact spot on your side, where your messenger bag is. I uh, I like I I sit down, and I open the bag. You pull. You you start piecing through it. You have all of your notes about these coincidences. Mm-hmm. You have all of your notes about like all of it. You have all your things. Mm-hmm. That letter from Roxanne. You pull it out. Ash. It burns to ash. And that ash starts swirling around. No, 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 no. And it starts pulsating. A black, inky mass. I'm like backed against the wall. And then it dissipates. (sighs) You have reduced the mystery to opacity one. Um, so, it's still coming from below me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm going to ask you for one more uh, Clash of Wills. Jesus. Shit. Okay. Resolve this. No No successes. I got two successes. (laughs) As you start to fade out of your scrutiny... Well, are you done scrutinizing, or are you going to keep going? I was, I was going to finish scrutinizing. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, you look... You look around. You see those twinkling lights. You see the twinkling lights. You hear the bells. You feel those bass notes. You kind of scan around, and you realize... You don't see that black mass in your eye line anymore. Your eyes go wide. You close them briefly. You swallow. You look down. The black mass is on the floor directly below you. In the exact spot where you are standing. And you see its eyes are directly upon you. I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I stare I stare right back. I, I'm just looking at it. Okay. I'm shaking. You hear a voice. You hear the voice in your head that you hear when you read Roxanne's letters. And you, it just says, Ainsley, you made it. Come on downstairs. What? Come on what? downstairs. Uh, 
okay. Uh, and then Ainsley gets up, slowly, still kind of shaking. And they walk downstairs, like they just walk right over okay. to all those congregated people. You walk down the stairs. Uh, you pass several of the people in suits. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still in scrutiny mode, yes? You're still scrutinizing. Are you still scrutinizing? No, I can be. It's up to you. No, I don't think I am. Okay. Then you pass several of the people in suits, and there you see the lady still counting on her rosary beads and still looking around. Uh, you see the man with the graying temples uh, standing back on that guardrail looking as though he had never moved to begin with. And you move downstairs. It's this zigzagging staircase. It is... It doesn't make sense. You swear at one point you go you go upstairs to go downstairs. The stairs don't make sense. You get to the bottom floor. Uh it is the computer lab of a library. There are people down there doing homework. There are people down there researching. And you see and you see an Indian woman sitting at a laptop. She is wearing uh this sort of beautiful mesh and mesh and leather very spooky looking. <laughs> she is flaunting her mystery. She looks up at you and she leans back and she waves to a chair in front of you. I... I I take a seat. You say she's wearing like an extravagant dress? Yeah. Like, a, it's got full-length sleeves. It is almost like a... It's like a gothy ball gown. God. That's beautiful. So I sit down and I say, Roxanne? Ainsley, you made it. I'm so. Did you have to wear that dress tonight? Of course. <laughs> Walk the streets for money? You don't care if it's wrong or if it's right? Yes, I. You are the Roxanne! 17th. You are the 17th person to make that joke. 17th. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real nervous. <laughs> I'm fucking terrified. She's... <laughs> so, she she says that to you. She's like, you're the 17th person to make that joke. But I, for- and I, but I forgive you. I, I literally say, I'm so scared. I didn't know what to say. So, she... She says... You made it. I'm so proud of you. Now we can begin in earnest. Begin? Of course. We can begin our great work in earnest. Are we turning lead into gold? And she says, "My, my, My dear Ainsley... What we are gathering here is so much more valuable than gold. (laughs) And her eyes drift. Jesus. And her eyes drift around. To all those people. All of those people sitting on those computers. All those people that... Drawn by the promise... Of this... Suddenly appearing, really neat, high-tech library came to this place where a Moros mage sits 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 among them. <sighs> she says, "So much more valuable than gold." I am I am I to be complicit? In this 
Whatever it is. I had hoped. I did not want to do it alone. I'm I'm not I'm not mad after all. I'm going to scrutinize for a final time. Okay. Five dice. You only need one success. <laughs> I have a merit called destiny. All right. That gi- it gives me a pool of four dice that I can add to any roll. Okay. I'm going to add a die. Okay. Just in case. I did not need it. I got... Six, seven, eight successes. Holy shit. Extraordinary success. <laughs> Extraordinary. Oh, God. Okay. Um... You 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 you're mage. You close you close your eyes and you feel that vertigo sensation. And this lovely older woman that sits in front of you starts to turn into a black inky mass and is pulsating, and your chair is shaking, and from her face the skin melts away, and it is a skull. And finally, that mass starts to look familiar to you. It's flowing fabric. It starts to wrap around her to form... A ball gown? No. A robe. That person that you've been taking so many lessons from. You've been learning from a reaper. But the extraordinary success is the twinkling upstairs. You see that staircase behind her. You see... You see that staircase and the weird angles that don't make sense. You lock eyes on them and... You know, that vertigo effect, the room is starting to to bend and proportions are starting to change. That... staircase straightens out. It becomes uh, uh, just a normal staircase for a moment, and then it starts to it starts to collapse on itself and form a single a ladder. It's a ladder, and it points upstairs, where the twinkling lights seem to have gathered for a brief second, glistening in their silver glory. And you look at this silver ladder for a long time, and you look at the reaper in front of you. What is this place? This... This is my masterpiece. I... I've done so much training to to make it. But the one thing I could never really master... Was how to bring them here. Sure, I, I could draw them in initially, but... The artifact, the illusion will fade. I... You can tell they're already smelling the blood. Hearing that is a tremendous relief. (laughs) Because that means it's not you. God. Yeah, I'm just realizing... Like, I, 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 Dan, know what I'm doing. Like, that all of this shit is, like, me scrutinizing the thing. But to Ainsley, this must seem... Terrifying. Oh yeah, this is some real cosmic, some real cosmic shit. Yeah, this is a lot worse than their awakening. Um, and you're hearing her describe these things, but you're still seeing the Reaper in front of you. This very classical Grim Reaper. As what? the mystery has shed away, like you're seeing Roxanne for mm-hmm. who they are or for who she is. <sighs> Are you... Are... are, Is this killing them? It... Do you want the truth? Or do you want the answer that will make you more comfortable? Do you want truth or comfort? I've had my fill of lies. 
life is... What is a life spent asleep? So, is it killing them? Yes, but in a sense... But in another sense, have they ever been alive? A sleeping mind is still a mind. It's it's still there. <sighs> I, Ainsley, like, oh, Ainsley was already sitting down, but th- they sit more. Mm-hmm. They just, like, kind of slump over in their chair. They just say, I'm just... I'm just trying to make sense of it all. I can... I can help you. I just need you to... Work with me. Join me in this. Accept your destiny. At my side. The twinkling lights upstairs... Have... Are... They, they remain, but they've converged on one place, but you sense that they are starting to drift. You get the sense that they might not be there for very much longer. You need to decide your final plan of action, whether it means joining Roxanne, whether it means reaching out to the twinkling lights upstairs, whether it means insert exciting third option here. Okay. <laughs> um... The exciting third option is I'm going to cheat. Excellent. I'm going to cast one of the only rotes I have. It's the fate spell Serendipity. All right. This spell grants the mage a momentary glimpse of all the potential roads her destiny may follow to her desired destination. It allows the mage to identify the next step she must take to accomplish a stated objective. Um, and just to be clear, Ainsley's pronouns are mm-hmm. they, them. The book says she. Upon casting, the mage receives a clear omen that suggests a course of action that will lead her closer to her goal. This seldom guarantees immediate success, especially if the task before her is complicated, but can provide an important breakthrough. Um, so, um, so, since this is a rote spell, I gain free reach as though my character had five dots in the arcana, so I've got five free right. reach. I may use my mudra yanta, yantras, um, and I'm not casting out of out of a grimoire. Um, so I'm going to spend my reach first. I'm going to change it to an instant sure. action. Um, second, would you reason that, like, for a- achieving my goal, getting such a clear glimpse of the future? would um give me like extra dice yeah i'll call that yeah i'm gonna spend two reach to get two extra dice okay and now i gotta roll so i got my antras i've got my mudra which for serendipity is academics um and then I've got my path tool. Actually, no, I don't think I have time to use my path tool here. So, then I get to roll. So, uh, before you roll, describe okay. to me what this looks like. Are you just, like, closing your eyes and picturing? Are you, uh, like, mm-hmm. running through theoretical situations in your head and seeing which one feels the most realistic? Like, what is... What does your casting of the serendipity spell look like to to Ainsley? Um, it so Ainsley imagines themselves back on top of the okay. tower for a brief second, and then they just look around. Okay, they look and they see all the paths. That's they super see the cool. chains. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and they can follow the chains any which way they want. Um, so I'm going to roll Gnosis 2, Fate 1, Academics 2. So five dice. Oh, and also I have to spend a point of mana, because this is, um, not one of my main arcanum. Okay, that's a ten. One success. Okay, uh, that's, that's all you needed. That's all I needed. 
you look out over this path and you see what is your I get let me ask you what is your goal here? What is the path what are the paths that you're looking at? What is the goal here that you are looking for something helpful towards? I'm trying to I guess I'm trying to come out of this alive and relatively okay. stable. Yeah. You see one chain rise above the others. Straight, Straight up, up into the sky. Like, a, like ladder. a ladder. You look at it and it is of all things it is leads to the inside of one of those helicopters with the open sides. Oh my god. You 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 pull on it and the la- the helicopter inches closer to you. And finally you see inside Ainsley. And they look I wouldn't say happy. But alive. Sat satisfied? Not necessarily. They kind of have a a a, a, a they they look the lines on their face are a bit harder. But they're alive. Uh they are wearing a black suit. An earpiece. God, their so cool. their shoulders have slumped just the slightest amount. But you're alive. alive. And they look stable. I wouldn't say happy or content, but I'd say stable. <sighs> Hansley's gonna climb that ladder. Epilogue. Describe to me how you got a hold of the people of the Silver Ladder. Uh, it, you don't need to roll anything. It's an automatic. All you know, you su- you succeeded. Describe to me how it how it happened. Ainsley took this right out of Roxanne's head. They saw Roxanne, and for a brief second, they thought, "Well." I have a way out. What got... What happened that put Roxanne in this circumstance? And I just took... I took a look at her life. And I saw her awaken. And I saw her join the Silver Ladder, and I saw her become corrupted by it. But... I got a phone number. And I called that phone number. And I told them the truth. I told them what was happening, and I climbed that ladder. You open your eyes. You're still sitting in that room. You're still there. You're still across a table, or you're still like next to a, a Grim Reaper. But now those twinkling lights are climbing down that ladder. You realize. Um. That whatever happened, whatever that moment of that moment of finding that phone number, that was a men- mm-hmm. you've, you've, you you must have sent that mental message to one of those lights upstairs. Black suits flood the basement. I I turn to Roxanne. She has a sad smile on her face. One of one of Ainsley's praxises, which is not a rote, is called psy- psychic domination. So, Ainsley sees Roxanne smile and says with as much venom as they can muster, You have nothing to smile about. Sleep. Don't dream. You, you say that and you, you, feel, you feel the pushback. Roxanne is very powerful. Powerful enough that you see her start to slag, and she just says, I really am proud of. And she slumps over. (sighs) Ainsley, for a split second, realizes that they are not tied to the chair. They thought they were. Those chains bind tight, but now they're free. They stand up, and they just take... Before the black suits rush into the door, 
and in the heat of the moment tackle them there's just a little moment where they rub their wrists and they say I'm free and that's game I'm free alright damn that was good that was some good ass role playing game I'm feeling good about that ugh I am too. Dan, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. It was honestly a pleasure to be here. Real quick before we wrap up, where can people find your work online? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at website.biz. And you can find the podcast I do on SoundCloud at Blue Dawncast. Excellent. Well, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Pass Me, and thanks again to Dan for coming on the show. That was amazing. I freaking love that game. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out Blue Dawncast. I think you're really going to dig it. That can be found at soundcloud.com slash bluedawncast. You can also follow Dan on Twitter at website.biz. You can also follow this show on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Like it on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. And if you love the show, consider telling a friend iTunes reviews, social media shoutouts, and word-of-mouth recommendations do so much in helping the show do bigger, better, and cooler things. And if you really enjoy the show, consider backing us on Patreon. Patreon support pays for new equipment, hosting fees, and covers things like conventions, appearances, and live shows, which are palpable, tangible ways that the show can expand. You'll also get pretty sweet goodies like early access to episodes, bonus material like character sheets and adventure prep materials, And starting this week, designer's notes about games that we played for the show that were not designed for two, such as Mage the Awakening. All of that can be found at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. If you want to hear more from me, you can check out all my fantasy children, the podcast in which Aaron Catano and I take your listener prompts and turn them into beautiful, thriving role-playing game children. This week we created the world's most charming necromancer, Catch Cavalier. It's a great episode. I don't want to say anything to spoil you, but it's a good one. You're going to love it. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates or about coming on to the show, shoot me an email at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, party on. Never gonna die.